Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Wash Knobs, the only podcast that will wake you up before we go-go. You have made it all the way to episode 177. Michael, what the fuck is up? What is up? I feel so off recording on a Saturday, but <laughs> gotta do what we gotta do. You gotta do, we, we, we gotta get into the mindset, man. We should we should be like, at this point in recording the podcast, 177 episodes in, we should be like grizzled French-born legionaries. We should we, we can be able to record the podcast anywhere. We can, I look like one. We can. You should, <laughs> dude, this, like, not being able to get a haircut thing, it, it's... I... I I feel bad downplaying the haircut thing because I'm also not a normal use case scenario in the whole I can't get a haircut thing because I cut my own fucking hair. Yeah, I mean so, you you keep it simple. Yes, I hang I, have... my, I hang my head over my toilet like I'm fitting it for a guillotine. I take clippers. I I put the clipper in there. Then that's number two, and I just shave my entire head with the fucking clippers. And then that's I do that I do that once every like two months. I wish I could do that. I mean, <laughs> I'd probably look like a melon. Uh, you just have to not give a shit what it looks like. Side <sighs> note: This might have something to do. This this might have something to do with my really low self esteem. Maybe <laughs> if I put effort into the way my dumbass fucking looked, I'd be like, oh yeah, maybe maybe the world is better with me here. But I mean, right now, it's just the, the jury's still out. You know, what I'm we should do a live stream so everybody can see what uh, I have. By the way, crazy crazy neck beard. Right now, you nearding? Like, Are you nearding, dude? Full, full forest neck beard. Have you worked on your neurological <laughs> neck beard voice? Why? Well, how's your neck beard? <laughs> I just got your retainers in. I need a fedora. You gotta, you gotta get a fedora. You gotta get a fucking waifu body pillow. Come on, dude. Hey, this look pretty comfy. I'm not saying they don't look comfy. I'm just saying socially, <laughs> you might want to hide it if you have like friends over for Yahtzee or whatever the fuck real people do when they're like in gatherings with other people. You just what? don't understand me. I'm moving to Japan. I'm just moving to Japan. <laughs> Fucking nude. But here, let's do this. Sorry, very distracted. Episode 177 of the Two Broke Watch Stops podcast. Um, this is going to be really, really cool, actually, because uh, this is... I'm really tired. Michael and I were talking about this when we were like, oh, what should we talk about this week? I am so tired like, of going on like watch websites or other watch media and they're just like, are like, oh yeah, building a watch collection is, you know, everyone can do it and you can build a watch collection for the low, low price of $1,000. And it's like, dude, yeah. fucking clutch my pearls. The a thousand, a thousand dollars, Michael. That's fucking rent. That's, that's food for many months. Thousand yeah. dollars on no measure of anyone's. I should caveat this. A thousand dollars on no measure of the majority of people's financial spectrums. That is not affordable. On like a thousand dollars to start a collection. If you have nothing, if your watch collection might consist of maybe like a watch you got as a gift or like something you kind of bought because it looked cool on Amazon, which is totally fine because that's how we all get into watches. If that's where your watch collection is. You probably either didn't spend anything if you got it as a gift, or you spent maybe what, like 20, 30, 60 bucks, 70 bucks on that watch? Probably. Probably. You know? It might be like either like a weird off brand sort of thing. It could or, be like an off brand thing, or it could be a Timex or like a Citizen or even like. Or it uh, came with it came with the pocket watch that you. <laughs> or not the, <laughs> the pocket knife that you bought. <laughs> right? Victorinox, we're looking at you. Yeah, we're looking at you, Victoria. So, like, the idea then that that person could just somehow, you know, 
Like they're, they're fucking, you know, during their last colonoscopy, the doctor's like, oh, I found this bag full of thousand dollars and then you're, and your colon lodged under your, 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 your polyp cysts. So here's a thousand dollars. You can start a watch. Like, like that idea to me is just really. It just appeared. It just, it just, it just appeared, man. You know what I mean? Like the, all, all that red meat under like mountains of pressure formed a diamond in your colon. And now you can have, you can have thousand, a thousand dollars towards your watch. So every time I see something like that, it just pisses me off. And actually, um, in a true two-book Washington fashion, again, I think I made this joke last time, uh, last not last week, we took a break last week, which I'll talk about. The last time the episode went out, 176, I think we did we did the Simpsons did it joke, right? We have, yeah. We've done so many of these episodes um, that we are now just forgetting what episodes we had done. So when Michael and I were talking about, like, like we should do an episode where we kind of make it clear to people, you don't have to spend $1,000 to start a watch collection, spend your thousand dollars on fucking rent, and then use another much smaller sum of money to start your watch collection if you want to get into watches. Um, we actually had that reaction before, and we have done an episode on this. It's episode 70. Um, it was how to start a watch collection for $150. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that episode after I went and saw it, and I listened to it a little bit. Not the whole thing, because I hate the sound of my own fucking voice, because I don't like anything about me. I went and I checked it out, and I'm like, okay, this is a fine show. So I will say this. If you are interested in how to build a watch collection for $150, go back and listen to episode 70. Michael and I, you know, go through that. It's actually a lot of fun. It's really cool. However, if you, for some reason, are interested in episode 177 of the Two Book Watch House podcast, building a watch collection for $300 then you would also enjoy the show. And that's the topic, uh, basically, that Michael and I wanted to discuss, how to appropriately build a watch collection for $300, which is still uh, a lot of money. However, I think what we've done here, I don't know what Michael's chosen for his strategy, and he doesn't know what I've chosen for my strategy, but Michael and I are are of the same Zerg hive mind, so we're always on the same wavelength. So I know uh, that the, the the discussion and the topics you're going to hear today in regards to the how to build a watch for 300 bucks, 300 bucks will be pretty encompassing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not be like, oh, you build a watch collection for 300 dollars by buying a 300 dollars Seiko. It's like, no, that's not a watch collection, <laughs> dick. That's just a watch. I, I, I almost took that approach with like, <laughs> you could like it's a one watch collection. Like, <laughs> I did, I did almost pick the Nighthawk, which is like 290 something. Then I wouldn't really have any room to talk about much, or and that's not really that fun. So what I what I wanted to do with my choices is I wanted to choose things that I that uh, a would set someone up to have a watch collection that they could potentially be proud of in their own right. Because one of the really annoying things I've noticed with these like posts and with other watch media where it's like how to build a watch collection for a thousand bucks, how to build a watch collection for blah blah blah, they always emphasize. Excuse me, as I burp because this is a professional fucking show. They always talk about how, oh yeah, if you have a watch collection and you have X Y Z watch in there, yeah, watch collectors will totally be like, okay, that guy takes it seriously. Who gives a fuck what other watch collectors think about your fucking collection, man? You, you know, what a lot I mean? of people think that. Actually, a lot of people need to stop getting a shit with other. Yeah. If you want to get into watches, and if your frame of mind is, oh, I have to choose a watch that will be seen as respectable or that will kind of get the nod from the watch snob. I'm giving a nod to those two uh, block-to-watch posts that went up, <laughs> um, which were, which actually are really, really cool. Um, I think we got a shout-out in the second one, actually, um, if I recall correctly. But like, I think so, too, yeah. The idea of 
starting your watch collection with the impetus being, I have to be seen as an authentic collector by other watch collectors, that idea, you have to tar, feather, and burn an effigy, that thought. You have to <laughs> extra, extract it, extricate it, extract it, whatever, whichever one of the fucking words, you have to get that thought out of your brain. Because you're starting your idea of collecting watches on the wrong foot. You have to curate and create a collection of watches which is special to you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You could have a watch collection full of Charlie Brown watches, like the Charlie Brown watches from Timex, and that would be fucking awesome if it makes you happy. You know? Some of those have become apparently super collectible. Yeah, we should stop talking about them on this fucking show. Look what happened <laughs> to the stupid Big Zero. Oh my god, I'm so sorry that you have to live this life now. <laughs> <laughs> telling you, what you I don't think you were expecting I'm like Joda Freelander the mums guy from uh, from Meet the Parents you know what I mean it's like everywhere I go hey the big zero it's like ah oh, fuck god damn there's more there's more <laughs> in the world uh, funnily enough I will be talking about a Riketta on the show but um, but that the idea is just this is so so one strategy that I wanted to employ and I'll, I, I swear I'll promise I'll, I'll stop talking so much is that this is also a sort of nostalgic, cathartic collection in that I kind of wish that maybe I had started my watch collection in this way. So it's leveraging, obviously, budget, but also an experience of where if I could have done things differently, I would have done this. Um, so that's kind of how I approached it. Um, I've been talking way too much. I, I picked probably some of the most unassuming yes like every day like there's zero street cred behind these i'm pumped i am um, so into this yes <laughs> but it's but it's a cool little it's a cool little collection to at least get you interested in uh some maybe some different genres within watch collecting and one of these might even open up the door into like modding and stuff so so cool um very very plain and I don't think um, you, you really like one of these watches, but um, I don't really think I've talked about them much uh, before. So okay. excited to take this on. I'm pumped. This is going to be cool. So yeah, uh, uh, episode 177, building watch collection for $300. You fucking casuals. All right. <laughs> I'm also really annoyed when I'm like reading an article and it's like, oh, for an affordable price of $8,500, the blah, 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 flyback crown. It's like $8,500. Dude, like what? How is that? I, can, I think I think we can be guilty of that sometimes, though. I think I think sometimes we still see like, oh, like five k, what a deal! Like it's just our our brains have been completely screwed because that's that's this this hobby. Yeah, yeah. So so the idea of like what is appropriate for finances in the real world have been that that perception has been fucked up just from yeah. watches and all that stuff. But I do think we do our best to try and catch ourselves in those moments and try and like frame it where like yes five thousand dollars is a deal in the world where four hundred thousand dollar watches exist you know what i mean yeah like <clears throat> so in some senses yes we are you know guilty of that but i i i try not to be i try i really I try at least I try to be aware of it but yeah i i, I do think uh that that i you know it was a lot of fun do you remember uh Remember that episode? What would you rather spend fourteen thousand dollars on? Oh my gosh, we did that just for the <laughs> just for the Speedmaster. Speed Has anyone bought one of those things? I, I can't. I haven't even seen videos about I them. Have no idea. What? Oh my gosh, what? I forgot about that watch. Yeah, I think so. Did everyone else? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Omega. 
I mean, it's nice, but holy hell. It's not yeah, that was a, that was a fun episode. Nice. That was a great episode. But here, let's do this. I'm sorry, I'm getting very distracted. I'm, I'm all hopped up on on sunshine. Not sunshine, it's fucking it's like rainy over here. I'm all hopped up on caffeine and shit right now. And seeing you, Michael, I miss you. This is good. It's good to hear your voice and talk again. But here, let us do this. We have to honor tradition. We have to do an audio wrist check. Michael, for the 177th time, would you like to do an audio wrist check with me? Let's do it. Here, you go first. I'm talking an inordinate amount more than normal. <laughs> I'm wearing something that you got me and probably uh, a, a good option. Crabs? This, this episode. We weren't supposed to talk about that. Oh, sorry. It was from a pillow, guys. Okay, before you get gross at home, Michael and I shared a pillow. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I never gave Michael crabs for love of God. I got here. All right. What what do you what what did I give you that you're wearing? <laughs> it's the uh, Citizen uh, Diver, the EcoDrive ProMaster yes. Diver. Hell yes. Um, I I love wearing this one on this black Blue Shark yeah. uh, NATO strap, uh, where I cut the bottom piece. So, like the watch head itself is nearly weightless. Uh, it's a super light watch, and then with this super light strap, it's just perfect for the warmer weather that we're having right now um a lot of my watches like they get uncomfortable because it gets so hot here and we don't have ac um so my body starts to swell up (laughs) um as native floridians i don't understand how you could possibly i mean well just you're in seattle i'm still in florida michael and i were both born here in florida and i didn't know people I didn't know some homes existed without AC until I left home when I was 18. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> I still think it's bananas. <laughs> Whatever. It's something I have to live with right now. Um, but yeah, no, this this is a, a great watch. I mean, like, shit, dude. I think, uh, you know, quite honestly, like, um, I hadn't worn it in a couple months. Yeah. Um, you know, I just took it out of the box this morning and it was still running. It might even still be on the uh, no. It's one. <clears throat> the date me. isn't right, but okay. Um, this is a great watch. It's it's the the blue dial, so eco drive cell. Um, basically, will never run out of battery as long as it's exposed to sunlight or even artificial light. Both of those sources can power this. Um, you know, and then you got the standard uh, two hundred meter water resistance. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fucking fantastic watch, dude. I don't Thanks. understand. Thanks so much for this. Yeah, obviously, man. I love you, man. Right. I don't understand when people are doing like uh, the affordable diver discussion. I don't get why that watch like never comes up. Or if it comes up, it's like buried at the bottom. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I think for a while there wasn't an option where you can get a bracelet with this. If you want, if you want like a more rugged sort of feel to the whole package you can get i think there's either a bracelet that you can buy from citizen for this yeah. watch i think i've also seen this sold um with a bracelet um, so cool but this watch to me like should live on a nato maybe like a barton rubber strap would be really cool on this too i actually should give that a try i have one of these around here because I, I think you can get that watch or i think when i got that for you is easily under like 200 bucks oh yeah, yeah. it's gotta be Master Diver. It's cheaper than an SKX. Which is 187 right now. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. come on, dude. Like, if you're doing the affordable diver discussion with someone, if you go on, like, Reddit or Watch Seeker or any of these other meaningless places, and you fucking be like, hey, you know, um, I want to get, like, a diver under 200, and if you're fucking exhausted about seeing mm-hmm. people bring up 
the Mako and the fucking SKX and all that shit like that. And if no one for some reason brings it up, look into that Citizen ProMaster um, Eco Drive Diver. So fucking cool. I feel guilty, man. I've been really like getting into Citizen yeah. all over again. So I'm just like looking at Navihawks and Nighthawks and all this crazy stuff. Oh man, such a cool brand, and I, I think I think they're kind of like forgotten when you compare compare it to Seiko and all the Seiko craze out there. But yeah. Citizen makes incredible watches. Oh yeah, um, the reason they should not be overlooked. The reason they get overlooked, and the reason I, I I still hold to this, you know, like to this day I've been saying this for a long time. The reason they get overlooked by the watch family. Or the reason people don't take them seriously is because A, the quartz thing, which is fucking stupid if you ask me, because if yeah. you were interested in a brand that was doing probably some pinnacle fucking work with quartz, mm -hmm. Citizen, man. Like that eco drive, yeah. dude. Like that, it fucking, like, come on. The second thing is people in the watch fam shit on them because they're easily accessible, which yeah. is a stupid, so is water. <laughs> I don't see people hating on water. You know what I mean? Unless you're in Flint, I apologize. That's not an appropriate joke. And it's insensitive. I retract that joke. That's the first thing that popped into my head. But like, yeah, you shouldn't hate or look down on something um, because it's fucking like easily available. You know what I mean? I, I feel like people think of it as like a quote unquote mall watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can get them at the mall, but... Sure. I don't know. I'll never forget being on the bus like my first year in seattle and just like sitting down and seeing this like older guy just beaten after a long day mm -hmm. you know you know he's ridden that bus every day for a decade oh yeah he's <laughs> just wrapping up another day and he just had this like this beaten up like beaten to shit uh citizen blue angels um like skyhawk or something like so the, cool the first one that they came out with so cool like, man that's watch seen some shit <laughs> so but yeah that's that's what i'm wearing i'll probably keep it on uh most most of the weekend badass badass uh is it my go yeah what do you got i am wearing something i don't think i ever wore on air if i wore it on air i wore it once i found it whilst uh reorganizing my home office i was doing some <laughs> redecorating and uh i stumbled upon this box, uh, and I had this watch in it. I'm going to send you the review that I had done for it. <laughs> I am wearing the MHD, Matthew Humphreys Design, AGT oh Black God. Edition. Do you remember still this watch? This thing. Jeez. I do remember this watch. I didn't know you still had it. I it's it was in it was in the it was in the it was in the box. I found I found it like you know just this it was in a box and um. This is a really it's an interesting brand. Um, I don't. I, I feel really bad. I haven't seen too much from them in a while. You know what I'm saying? By by them, you mean like the one dude, the guy by Matthew Humphreys. <laughs> you know. Uh, so Matthew Humphreys. Did you get to review the chronograph and this time only one, or just this one? Just this one. Okay. Just this one. So Matthew Humphreys design. Matthew Humphreys is essentially he's um he's an auto industry car designer. You know he does like, like I'm pretty sure he's done like commercial cars but then he also does like like i think like bespoke automotive designs and things like that and so you know off of that um sort of design eye he has this line of watches um so mhd watches matthew humphreys hump freeze design uh watches where all of the watches have this sort of um automotive 
kind of vibe to them, some more so than others. This one in particular, this, uh, let me see which one. This is fucking, it's, yeah. it's subtle. It's not like it's got like a checkered flag. No, no, no. Where you really get the automotive uh, flair is if you look at the side of the case. So the side of the case, it's almost like a two construction piece where the case's metal superstructure is polished, but you can see through it to this kind of knurled design and it looks like a car grill. But it's not. I kind of think of a tire tread actually when I see that. Oh, I could see that too. That's see, that's super cool. That's that's multifaceted design. You know? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> but I think this thing is super cool. It's it wears really, really well. Um, it's clearly designed very, very well. It is it is incredibly subtle. For someone who has uh, an aesthetic eye for just automotive design, like if you just like car you know design and everything like that i can see this really like resonating uh <laughs> well with someone and i just remember my biggest gripe with this watch is the the crown the crown is so small and it looks really small and it looks like buried in there it's buried it is buried in there you can't get it like i have small fingers and i can just barely get it i can't imagine what someone would like fucking like hot dog fingers would do if they had to like wind this watch or or whatever, you know what I mean. And it's um, yeah. <clears throat> pretty sure it's a nine zero one five. Let me see. Yeah, that's that's what you got here. Yeah, so it's me on nine zero one five. Um, automatic movement and everything like that. It's fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I think it wears really, 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 really well. It is a good looking watch. Um, I've just been having fun, kind of wearing it the the, the past several days. I I do. I am really attracted to this kind of odd. Odd dial design. It's a sandwich dial. I don't know if you can tell in my photos. It's a sandwich dial. It has a, it has like a channel in the last 20 minutes that's like the line. The rest of it's hash marks and the hands are very interesting. Uh, the bezel is interesting in that you can see a bit of that, I guess, tire tread, as you called out, um, sticking out. In addition to where it is on the case side, it's just uh, it's it's a lot of fun to just kind of look at and get lost in. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> it's a very different take on like the automotive inspired watch, which is like, I don't know. <clears throat> I guess the same thing can happen with pilot watches, uh, but it can be really overdone with the whole car thing. If you this, get, is, yeah. this is very, very different. Some brands take the whole car design thing and they just like, they kitch it up. They give it the same treatment that like, you know, uh, when you're in like, uh, like the middle of like nowhere and you go to a gas station Nether Register, they have the pens where if you turn it one way, the girl's clothing falls down. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the, <laughs> that's the type of approach some of these brands take with, like, automotive design. Like, it's a nudie pen design. It's like, oh, that's, that's cool, I guess. You got, like, the nudie pen car design. Central Florida truck stop. Yeah, yeah. dude. I'm telling you, man. We've all, we've all been there. <laughs> so... Um, but that's not the case. That's hap what's happening here with uh, Matthew Humphrey's design, this AGT Black Edition. Um, everything's super subtle. Uh, it's just, it's it's not someone designing a watch to match a car or to match a particular brand, like car brand aesthetic. It's someone taking kind of automotive design philosophy and applying it to uh, a watch. So yeah. in that sense, I do find it really, really cool. And, it, and man, it is fun to wear. 
It is really, really cool. I got it on this like a <clears throat> this sort of tan light brown leather-ish strap. Mm -hmm. I might. Do you think this thing would be fucking whacked out on a NATO? Yeah. Twenty meters. I think it. Try rubber. That'll look pretty cool. Try, oh, that, that's appropriate. I don't know if you have any rubber straps around. Uh, I have the one. I have the one from the Raven Venture, which will not. Which I literally, I had to seal it in a plastic bag and put it in the back of my closet because everywhere it goes, it reeks of vanilla. <laughs> so I had to like, I had to give it the full cursed monkey paw treatment. I had to seal it and just hide it away. Cause I everywhere I put it, when I walk by, I just it's you know what I mean. I just get the waft of like fake vanilla. I'm like, ugh, this is stupid. Uh, I wonder how that became a mark of luxury in the world of rubber straps. I don't know. I don't know. The Panerai, this that strap didn't smell good. Well, I, I actually, I think I heard the story. I think real rubber apparently stinks. And so what they had to do back in the day is use something to cover the stink. Oh, got it. And so for some reason, it was vanilla. Cool. <laughs> I, would, I would have taken, I don't know, I would have taken rose, like a rose scent would have been interesting. Or, uh, I don't know, grass. I would take fresh cut grass. Just not vanilla. Not, not, like, not like, like fake vanilla. Well, give it a try. I don't know. And then you'll smell like vanilla for I'll the rest smell, of the day. I smell like fake-ass vanilla for the rest of my day. That's nice. I imagine the analogy between real vanilla and fake vanilla can only best be articulated as the analogy differences between kissing a real person and kissing a sex doll. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. Have you seen some new sex dolls? I haven't. I've heard. <clears throat> I've heard about the new ones. I've heard they're quite, <laughs> they're quite lifelike. <laughs> you know, That's I wonder, scary, man. People, people are really not going to leave their house. I wonder. I wonder if this. I wonder if the sex doll industry is seeing a boom during quarantine. That's a great <laughs> question. I saw. I saw. I saw a statistic like, um, I think divorces are going up, which is really. I shouldn't laugh about that. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> it's like oh, I've been trapped home for two weeks. Who the fuck did I marry? Ugh. I like I got I got to get out of here, man. <laughs> it's really sad. I shouldn't make I shouldn't make light about that. <clears throat> as I as I start asthma wheezing, give me a second here. Oh uh, yeah, but yeah, Matthew Humphreys Matthew Humphreys design. Um, this watch is super super cool. Um, trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with it. But yeah, if you want to go and check out the review, I'll link it, I'll link to it. But at the same time, if you just Google MHD ADG Black Edition, you'll probably find our our, our review. But yeah, we're wearing that off and on for a couple of days now. It's been pretty enjoyable. Have you seen this watch? Have you ever seen one of these Matty Humphreys design pieces in person? In person, never. I will send it to you. I think this is one of those brands where we were like, we had just launched the website and we were like, who's going to let us like... <laughs> <laughs> review something or like who's gonna send us a product you, i think this is one of the first brands that yeah, we because you brought them up first you're like hey there's this brand with the humphreys design i'm gonna reach out yeah. to them and like you reached out first i had never i'd never yeah. heard of these things and i think the chronograph was probably around before that version that you have so yes i believe so it was a that was the mecha quartz mm -hmm. wasn't it yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's like a panda sort of. You you got a photo in the review as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got one of those because I did uh, I did like a review of one of those uh, watch subscription things, which isn't around anymore. And the watch that I had gotten was that particular um, Matthew Humphreys design Mecha Quartz Croto. Nice. So yeah, super cool. But that's what I'm wearing. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I can't remember the last. If you did wear it, it really was once. Dude, it was, on for, the show. It was forever ago. It had to be forever ago. Telling you, man. But here, let's do this. Um, we did the intro. We did the wrist check. Let's take care of some housekeeping items here. Uh, so last week, Michael and I took a break. Uh, we took a week. Uh, we, we didn't record episode seventy-seven last week. And so um, basically, we just. Uh, I think Michael and I were both kind of pretty fried uh you got a lot going on right now in terms of your life like like personally with everything and also professionally uh same over here in my life and like it came time to record and i think um i know i'm the one that kind of said it first i'm just like hey man i don't know if i can do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) just because you know um michael and we both have day jobs there's also other projects that i'm working on and there's tbws and like uh at a certain point uh, you know, everybody runs out of like steam, yeah. like mental, mental headspace. Like it's just you hit you hit that wall. And, you know, unfortunately, we hit that wall um, just in time to to not record last week. So um, Michael was like, "Yeah, I'll make an announcement on Instagram. You know, it'll be cool." And I'm just like, "Man, I'm so." I was so ready and I was so worried. Like you were gonna make the announcement on Instagram and we get a bunch of like angry like you fucking nerds. I thought like you guys were I thought people you guys pulling were, their Patreon. People their pulling, Patreon their, contrib- pulling their Patreon <laughs> contributions. Like I thought you guys were all about watches. Now, now I found out you're just fucking like fucking casuals. Fucking I think somebody nerds. somebody with that reaction should seriously get some help. <laughs> if you do react that way to content The creators. watch family is quite quite caustic and quite fickle. I mean, just in regards yeah. to how we've seen them react to like brand releases or like micro brands like having issues with like websites or like delivery dates, like you yeah. know what I mean? The, the 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 teeth can come out so quickly at the smallest drop of a hat and so I was prepared I was prepared for like Frankenstein's monster ire like they're they're chasing up a, a fucking windmill with their pitchforks you fucking tubo watch snob nerds like burning us in effigy you know what I mean <laughs> one brown one brown straw man and one kind of lighter brown straw man just burning burning <laughs> 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 It is a weird lighter brown. Burning, burning, <laughs> burning an effigy. Like, kill the two broke watch knobs. They took a break. So I, I, was, I was ready for that. And uh, that is not what I got. No. We got very nice comments from people saying, that's cool. You guys work really hard. Or like, yeah, you guys grind it out. Take a break. And it's just like. Yeah, it was, it was Memorial Day too. So it's like, it was you all, know, yeah, that's just right. kind of unplug. That's right. So everyone, so huge thank you to everyone that understood our need to just kind of maybe just take a break last week, just because it is uh, a lot. We don't just do the pot for. E- now I'm talking about all the other shit, like day job and other projects that Michael and I have like going on. Just talking about <laughs> in regards to two book watch knobs. It's more than us just doing the show. It's us doing the website and trying to make the website competitive and doing all this competitive stuff, and then trying to worry about like the the, the, the 
YouTube channel and doing everything and like it all it all like it weighs on you at a certain point especially when it kind of feels like you don't see any sort of reciprocation from your efforts into the thing that you're putting your effort into you know what mm -hmm. I mean like yeah. we bust our ass and we work on the site and the site's like yeah whatever I'm not doing it it's like fuck sites don't you understand <laughs> thanks for the PTO guys Appreciate yeah. It. <laughs> yeah basically thanks for the <laughs> <coughs> I'm fucking choking over here um, but yeah so everyone was super kind and understanding so huge thank you to everyone that understood our need to take a break from recording the show it was nice to have that um, weekend time back my wife and I hung out because because um, uh, it just it's not just like an hour and a half of talking like there's a whole bunch of stuff Michael and I do before the show and like it's a whole process so it's like a quarter yeah. it's like a quarter <clears throat> of the day on our weekends on top of the fact that we have regular nine to fives Monday and Friday so like we you know so it's just here I'll stop talking about it but I just wanted to let everyone know that I you know I do appreciate the kindness and uh yeah like Michael said if what we did did incite that sort of reaction from you fuck you basically uh, <laughs> we don't want you listening to the show anyway yeah no it's 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 a it just kind of shows how oh, how uh pleasant this community is um, how pleasant the folks our, that, that listen yeah, yeah how pleasant our the, community how pleasant the tvws community is <laughs> okay emphasize that um in addition to that do check out on that note the twobobwashnobs.com website twobobwashnobs.com um working on a lot of really really cool stuff that's going up there uh, did we talk about this recent review that Greg did this uh, silver sort of oh fuck uh, balls we did snowflake. not here you you do you do you know more about that watch than me because I don't know shit about that watch so I I don't know much about the brand I I did because like I used to follow a lot of mil sub kind of stuff oh, yeah. like homages I think silver when they started may have launched one of those first or maybe at the same time they did this but basically. Um, it looks like a basically a Tudor snowflake, like a French, yeah. almost like a French Navy Tudor, mm -hmm. um, but at, at a kind of micro brand uh, homage level. Where, I mean, proportion in terms of proportion and overall look, it seems like it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, Miyota nine zero three nine in this one, cool. and the price overall is four forty nine. Um, but I honestly still have to give this review a read through. Uh, but I will say that Greg did a great job with these photos. Oh yeah, they great photos, really, really really good. Go yeah, go and check that. If if you're if you if you've heard of uh, <clears throat> was it Silver Watch Co? So it's the Silver Architect Archetype One. Is the watch mm. in particular that's in? Uh, oh, yeah, I, should, I probably should have said the name. That's all good. Uh, that's <laughs> the in, silver archetype one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to do it from memory right now because I have all my tabs ready for the main topics. So I don't want to like fuck up that ecosystem I have going on right now. But like, yeah, silver archetype one. Great photos. If you're at all, if you if you're like Michael, if you're like most people who are sort of looking for different options for like Tudor sub sort of homages or Tudor snowflake sort of homages, and you maybe want to look outside of the regular options i think the most kind of steinharts steinharts or even in the lycra brand world more granularly a lot of the nth stuff you know yeah that's um, true 
check out, you know, you can look for those. However, I don't think, so Greg had an interesting speculation at the end. He couldn't get a hold of anyone over at Silver Watch Co. Um, I can't find a website. Exactly. The website's down, all the stuff is 404-ing, so it's possible that the coronavirus might have claimed another microbrand. Yeah. So I don't think you can buy these things uh, new. If you can, if you find one, you probably to find it used. Um, but yeah, go and check out Greg's review. Overall, um, there's still an Instagram up. Is it being updated? Let's see. The last post was <laughs> February 15th. Oof, yeah, that's about the time. That's about the time I start getting a little crazy around here. <laughs> Things changed. Things changed. <laughs> that was that was before the event. That was just before yeah. the event. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, go and check out the review. Really, really cool. In addition to that, there's other stuff that's coming up on the site. Um, also, yeah, oh, oh, go go actually and check out um, Jason Tricoli, uh, 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 TBWS contributor, did a really fucking badass review of that Orient Kamasu, Kamasu, Kamasu. Um, yeah, I I love the combo of that watch on the rubber. The, the, the waffle strap yeah, yeah. dude really and they cool. make one they make one in a really nice green which yeah. i hope orient adopts for your gmt eventually I do. Uh, every episode we're gonna say it until they do it <laughs> every know, episode right? and just to clarify once again i am not talking to you orient usa i do not like orient usa i am talking about orient watch code japan over you know and in in japan orient usa has nothing to do with I'm sure I'm sure I've asked you about this, but what's so, what's like the best website to like just browse to see when those things come up? You can go to the actual Orient Global like dot JP website. Let me find you the actual link. Because um, I've been sort of like that's another oh Orient hyphen watch dot or Orient hyphen watch dot JP. Yes. A lot of squigglies. A lot of squigglies. Just hit the translate. <laughs> hit, the, hit, the, hit the translate to English. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so this is the official site. Press releases for officially from. Holy you know, shit! Or, you see, you see these like these um, header images in the the homepage slider. These old Orient Star like. Yeah. Oh my god! It's cool, dude. It's, it's the seventh. It's the seventieth. 70th anniversary of Orient uh, as a brand this year and so they've been releasing a whole bunch of new watches and they're also trying to honor like some of the heritage around the original like early Orient Star models that came out and um, yeah dude as a brand as a brand I think our conception at least here in the United States is totally fucked in regards to Orient because because of Orient USA if you if I say to you, oh, you know, Orient watches, and the first thing you think of is the stupid Mr. Orient as with that rapey motherfucker in the double dare outfit, like from a couple <laughs> like years ago or whatever, then Orient USA has failed you as a watch collector. Alright? <laughs> you have to expunge the DNA of that thought from your cortex, frontal lobal fucking whatever, you know, cortex, whatever the fuck. One of those. Yeah. One of those things. I'm not, I'm not like a brainologist. I have no idea where the fuck <laughs> memories live, but wherever they live, you have to get rid of them. Like like shotgun 10 beers and maybe that part of your memory will just go away. The, mem the memory of Mr. Orient. All right. What do you what do you what do you think your dad would say if you told him that you're going to have a career change and you want to become a brainologist? A brainologist. <laughs> my, my dad, as as a physician, would probably put his face in his palm and just shake his head, be like, "My fucking kid is so stupid." <laughs> 
this is where my DNA went. This is what my DNA helped create. <laughs> Stupid. Composed of oh, matter boy. and dumb thoughts. That's my son. That's Kaz. Feeling positive about myself lately. <laughs> well, yeah, some some good stuff on the site, but I think we should. Um, you want to? Should we start getting to our collection? Let's talk about this. Let's get into the main topic here. Yeah, go to bookwatchthems.com. Um, also, check out our Amazon affiliate links and all that stuff like that. If you want to support the show without having to spend extra any, any extra money, if you have any questions, let us know what's up. Also, go and check out our Patreon page. Let's get to the main topic. I want to make sure we have enough time because I just saw the time as, as well on my on my end. <laughs> um, how or in a way, this, this means like we're just we're just catching up. We're just catching up. A week off. We're just catching <laughs> That's up. That's basically you, what you guys are listening to. You fuckers are listening to my. Michael private conversation in the in the in the IHOP booth. But I'm sorry, no, you like Waffle House and the Waffle House booth fucking behind us. You're not supposed to say that. What? What will they think about me now? That you like Waffle? They'll, they'll think that you're a person of distinguished taste and, uh, and you know refined, refined cultural sense. I don't fucking know, dude. It's a long house, time, long time since I've been to Waffle House. <laughs> uh, the main topic. How to build a watch collection for $300, throwing it in the faces of anyone who says, oh yeah, for the low, low price of a thousand bucks, or oh, for the low, low price of a thousand, for $2,000, you can build a watch collection too. I, I, when, I, when I saw that, when I saw it for the first time, I think I had the reaction that, you remember in the IT crowd, remember when Jen, when everyone thought Jen was dead? <laughs> Yes, and she showed up at the end, and and then when Renham saw her, he just goes, "You lying cow!" That's how I feel. <laughs> he points at her in accusation, "You lying cow!" That's how I feel. And Tom's like, "Oh, for only a thousand bucks, you can build a watch collection too." No, you can do it for hundred fifty bucks. You can do it for seventy five bucks, uh, which could be another episode. In particular, for this episode one seventy seven, we're going to talk about our options on how to do it for three hundred. Dollars. I have chosen. Uh, I'm again. I actually made a spreadsheet. <laughs> I have chosen wow. three. I know. I've chosen three watches and um, something you know around those watches, which is not like a direct timepiece, but that's something I I think that I would have loved to have gotten when I started collecting watches. And then I have like an additional thing here for some reason. You can go a little over twenty bucks. Are all of your choices for building a watch collection watches? Or are they all? Are they are they watches and then watch accoutrement? I have three watches and a strap. Oh, okay. Very cool. I have three watches and a display slash storage option. How fancy. How fancy fancy. So let's do this. Do you, do you want to go first? Do you want to... Um, so I, <clears> I, actually, did you choose different categories for your watches? Or are you just didn't give, give a fuck about categories? I kind of did. I, I didn't... Not real categories that we've talked about before, but... Um, I think each of these has a fun little piece of watch history or like a fun little corner of the hobby that somebody can indulge in okay. um, if, if they're just getting started or something like that. Okay, cool. Same, same here. I have a field watch. I have, excuse me, a diver and I have uh, my nice watch, quote unquote, my suit watch, which is also double dutying as my X Factor piece. Okay. So here you go first, because once again, I'm, I'm just talking. I'm just talking way too much. I'm sure people are just turning their fucking radios off right now. Uh, you, you, you go first. What you, we're on the radio. We're on the radio, dude. It's, we're syndicated, man. We're on NPR. <laughs> NPR would rather shoot the back of their own fucking heads out than put the two book watch knobs on air. Can we just establish that? 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. <laughs> That'll good, be the day. Good discussion. Here you go. You go. You go first. So I've had this this kind of um, fun realization uh, in the realm of military watches, and I think I I've been I've been really guilty of um, drooling over like mil subs and like super rare like military dive watches cwcs smiths and all that stuff yeah i think i think it it, it kind of stemmed from from a topic that we were preparing but never really executed on okay um and so i've been i've been kind of digging into more modern military style watches and stuff that is not really like super collectible mm-hmm. um but uh, I've been following this really cool Instagram page. He only has like 90 posts, but it's really, really cool. Uh, the page is called Brutal Buttes. Uh, so Brutal underscore Buttes. And it's just um, it's just a page. It seems like a watch guy, but he he's cataloging some really under the radar military watches that aren't necessarily like going to be at an auction you know okay uh so so his page dives into like a lot of french military issued g-shocks which i did not know was a thing wow um I didn't that, know that are super collectible um and so the that kind of inspired me to pick the uh i'm actually i'm just gonna pass you his page i don't know if you're logged in on desktop but maybe you can look at it later um my first pick is basically the uh gw6900 uh, Casio G-Shock, um, which is not one that I think I've picked before. We I I like to talk about the G-Shock squares, like the fifty six hundred or uh, like another six thousand series G-Shock. D D W. Which was it? Uh, so it's G W G W. Yeah, G W sixty nine hundred dash one. Uh, I wish I could get to the product page from here. I have an Amazon card open, so like, <laughs> just to make sure I'm at the 300 mark. But you know, this is this is basically just a watch that you can wear every day. Um, and cool. if if you want to talk about something that has like, like I said, this doesn't really have street cred, but like if somebody walks up to you and he's like, oh, look at this super rare military watch that was used by the pakistani air force in mm. like this one conflict and there are 14 of them in the world and i have it mm. um like you you see guys and gals flying around in f-18s with you know these g-shocks and stuff yeah. like there was a there was a cool photo um i was telling you i couldn't find it but somebody posted from the cockpit of a t-45 with one of those casio f-91s and just right on it it really, it really kind of speaks to what is actually used in the field, um, and if if you have some kind of desire to get into military watch collecting, I think Casio G Shocks are part of that. That's so cool. Uh, so that that's that's my first pick. This one on Amazon is seventy six fifty. Oh shit, that's a good price. So, and, and I mean, what can you squeeze out of this thing? Probably so you get like the light. The alarms, stopwatch, probably a countdown thing. Those G-Shocks have so many capabilities and functionalities. It's basically like having a roommate. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just, it just does so much shit. There's no way you can like know all of it. <laughs> There's a crazy thread on Watch You Seek that I've been like just digging into. Mm-hmm. Um, Casio G-Shock squares that simultaneously display at least. 
two time zones at once in the same screen. Jeez. It's like an old, old feature, like a feature on older G-Shocks apparently. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's fun to like dig through this kind of stuff and see how geeky folks get about the uh, the G-Shocks. So like the G seventy seven ten can show three time zones in the same screen, which you don't oh, see God. anymore. So. Cool uh, pick. Yeah, that's, that's that's my first pick. Cool pick. Okay, let me see. What am I gonna choose? So I have a field watch. I have a diver, and I have a nice watch slash X Factor watch. I tried to figure out a three hundred dollar watch collection with the idea of. Um, you don't necessarily have to buy these all at once because I think that's also something that's that's kind of important to keep in mind when you're building a quote-unquote watch collection. Yeah. Um, you don't have to get all the watches at once. You can spread it out, man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also just better for your wallet that way. I mean, realistically speaking, so 300 bucks over the course of like a year, you know, it's easier to swing um, like that. So I was thinking like, okay, like what would I what would I want to do with that sort of in mind, you don't have to buy all these watches at once. Um, and let's say there's something that maybe like you you want to be able to wear all of these to work, but there are some watches that will work for specific scenarios and some for other scenarios. And I got it in my mind. You know the one watch that comes up a lot. It's not like the diver. It's not like the field. I need I I need a Gata watch. I need to go anywhere to like the, the Gata. It's not that, that watch that gets brought up a lot. It's the dress watch. Yeah, people always are like, "Oh, I have to go. Uh, I, I, you know, I have to get ready. Uh, you know, my my spouse is taking me to their sister or their brother's engagement party. I need a nice watch." And like the one thing that always comes up with the nice watch discussion is like, "Oh yeah, you just get like a simple like clean three hander, like minimal, like maybe some bar markers, you know, white dial, gold or silver case, something that matches your belt buckle, and like you're cool, blah blah blah, and like." On some spectrums, that that is fine. That constitutes a dress watch, sure. Um, but it's not really something that's expressive. And so I kind of got into this mindset of like, what is an ad- a dress watch that's affordable, that's expressive? It has some kind of design X factor, you know, mm-hmm. to it. Um, but then at the same time, can also kind of be a conversation piece because let's say let's let's keep that scenario like for some reason you have to go to your spouse's brother's sister's fucking engagement party or whatever and it's just gonna be all like like 200 people you don't fucking know you know what i yeah. mean <clears throat> something to maybe have some kind of conversation going if you need to like you know, get out of there um <clears throat> and i got onto this watch because it's been on my mind for a while. I'm trying to find a decent copy of it because I, not a copy, I want to find a decent uh, version of this because I want to bring this into my collection because oh. it's, a, it's a Soviet vintage watch that you don't see people talking about too often. So I'm sending you this eBay link. This is actually pretty good. This is actually a pretty good <clears throat> uh, uh, example of this watch. Wow, this looks really nice. So this is the Raketa there's lots of different names for it. Raketa Rose of Wind, Raketa Wind Rose. The Wind Rose is probably the one that I've seen um, a lot. Uh, and it's very beautiful. In essence, what you're looking at, Michael, is uh, it's a compass watch. It has an interior rotating bezel that crowns at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. But I love this watch because I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, like if you really think about it, if you put this thing on like a leather strap, this can totally be a dress watch. Has a crazy acrylic dome. 40 millimeters 
Okay, <laughs> it's easily gonna fit under a sleeve or whatever. But at the same time, it's not boring. It's not a boring dress watch. And so, for me, if I was talking to me a few years ago when I started collecting, and I had that in my mind, like, oh, I need to get like a nice dress watch. I kind of wish I would have maybe had the courage to go for something like this that was a dress watch, but wasn't like boring. You know what I'm saying? Are you ready to get? like 47 emails about this all, all in one shot for the love of god no one email me about this they're all fake here i'll answer you i'll answer you guys right now. they're all fake no i'm just joking this seller has some cool stuff by the way i don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if these are all real but this seller seems to have some cool stuff that's cool that is pretty cool but yeah so this so the so the the, the, the rose went, it's just interesting i mean i don't know I, I i like the fact that it has a little internal rotating bezel <clears throat> with the crown of four o'clock this is running off of the the absolutely prolific Raketa 2609 which I mean there's so many fucking Raketas with the 2609 movement and they have done or they did do so many different things around the 26 um, you know XX platform you know with the Raketa fake perpetual calendar excuse me Raketa world time uh, all the shit there's uh, the, 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 the polar the Raketa arctic polar with the 24 that's, hour dial that's the one I like you know yeah, what I'm I saying like that one. They've done so much on the 26XX uh, caliber platform. Um, and this is just like, just I don't think they've been anything, anything different to the movement. It's just an interior rotating bezel that they've, you know, were able to get into the case. Um, at 40 millimeters, it's probably larger than most vintage Rakettas, in all honesty. Because mm-hmm. uh, usually they're, my big zero is like, I don't know, 38 or 36. I have to double check. Yeah. So. So I would choose this. If you were looking for an interesting dress watch, but you didn't want to get a dress watch that was boring, and at the same time, if the quote-unquote non-boring dress watches you were looking at were like fucking thousands or even hundreds of dollars, I encourage you to fall down the rabbit hole that is um, Soviet vintage uh, watches. Really affordable in regards to the vintage world. an incredible catalog of just shit you've never seen before, shit that people don't talk about. Obviously, we talk about it here on Timberwolf Watch Knobs all the time. You know, we have sections of our site dedicated to vintage Soviet watches, just because that's 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 one of my preferred niches within this whole watch collecting bullshit. Um, you should only have to spend like maybe eighty bucks for this watch. So I've budgeted $80 for this Raketa Wind Rose or Rose of Wind or Rose Wind, whatever the fuck it's called, um, for this particular timepiece. And also, I will say now, if you've looked online before and if you've seen some stuff and you've noticed most of the sellers are in Eastern Europe or they're in Russia and you're like, ah, I'd rather buy from an American seller, yeah, you got to get that shit out of your head. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. happen. And if you somehow do find an American seller selling you a vintage Soviet watch, it's going to be so expensive. It is going to be so expensive um, because you have to pay the prices that these people will be charging. And in one specific situation, I'm not going to say names, I saw uh, a pretty well-known vintage watch seller selling a Soviet vintage watch that just wasn't real. And it was so it was so expensive. And yeah, like, the same thing happens with uh, British military watches. Really, like that Smiths I had to get from Canada, right? Canada, yeah. And then my first CWC was straight from the UK. It's yep. not really 
there aren't really aren't people in the states that sell certain types of watches yeah so if you've looked around on ebay and you're just like ah this is from bulgaria or ah this is from ukraine or ah this is from blah 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 whatever you know it's fine it's totally safe to buy in most cases as long as you know what you're what you're looking for i mean obviously practice normal cautionary measures look at ratings read reviews um, look for references on USSR time dot uh, info now. I think they changed it. Mark Gordon's site, Mark Gordon, may he rest in Reese's Pieces. Uh, the original site went down, but someone on the Watch You See forum created a facsimile. Yeah, USSR time dot info. Look for appropriate reference photos on USSR time dot info um, and just do your uh, research. Um, Buying Soviet watches very rarely is a plug-and-play affair. There's a courting, there's a courting process <laughs> you have to go through <laughs> to appropriately find a watch. Um, but goddammit, don't buy any of these Ricardo Wind Roses until I, get, until I can get one, guys. <laughs> Swear to God, all right? <laughs> so yeah, that's my choice for like a, an affordable dress watch that's also an X-Factor piece. You know, 80 bucks for this uh, Ricardo Wind Rose. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you got next, man? What's your so next maybe category? I, I think this might be the closest, like strict category that I have. Okay. So this maybe maybe this is the the dress watch, um, but for me, like I'm, I've just come to accept that I, first of all, don't need a dress watch. Right. And yeah. if I do some dress, some people don't up, need dress. Yeah. Some people don't need yeah. a dress watch. Yeah. So like, unrelated, but I'm probably getting rid of the Sarb. Um, oh, okay, but so I, I picked a I picked a Seiko five for this, and I okay. I think for a lot of these mm-hmm. a lot of these talks, we might find ourselves looking at the same Seiko fives, but this one in particular I think is way less popular when you consider folks that are just getting into watches that are affordable, and it's the let me see if I can just send you this shot from Reddit. It's yeah. a pretty good shot. It's the Seiko. SNXS, that's hard to say, 73K. Um, so you can get the 73, which is the silvery white oh, dial. Oh, this is cool. Or you can get it, uh, you can get the 79, which is the black dial. And what's cool about these, you know, you can get it just like right out of the box, size the bracelet. Oh, it's. Excuse- it's a watch that can be dressy on the bracelet. It can yeah. be dressy on on leather. Um, but what's really cool about these, especially the black dial, if you, for example, take the black dial one and put it on a NATO, yeah, it kind of these hands and these markers are kind of the same that you'd find on some of the older like Vietnam era Seikos. That, oh um, shit! I can see that. So you you can almost almost get that sort of look. Uh, immediately for very cheap and I, I think actually some people mod them to look like those old Vietnam Seikos but this one the um, I think the SNXS 73k um, is probably a good candidate for either an everyday like just whatever watch or if you want to really al- just allocate something for dress this one's perfect this can easily yeah. pull double duty yeah and um you know, I'm sure this is like seven S two six movement. Yeah, that's, that's typical. What I was thinking. Seiko, and I it just it seems like it just seems a little 
a little bit beefier than the old like Seiko fives that that you and I got started off with. Yeah, you know, the uh, ones that come on that on that canvas. The uh, <laughs> you know? S S N K eight zero three eight zero five eight zero seven. Those ones, yeah. yeah. Those field field. I think those are field watches technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this little this like this whole cushion case is a little bit different when you when you see it compared to those field watches, and I just think it looks looks a little more elegant. So, and I think I don't know if you've seen any other photos, but the it's not strictly a white dial. It's more of a silver. It's like silver. Burst. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna say it's kind of badass actually. I like this. This is a good, how, so how how much would this be? You think you can get one now on Amazon for one seventeen? Okay, that's pretty cool, dude. I just found a picture of that wa- of this watch on like a brown leather strap. Looks really fucking cool. Very very nice. I think wow. I think now is. I'm not gonna say it's a good time, but I think Seiko Five, if if we just sort of take notice at those new five KX divers or whatever, I think we reviewed one. Yes. Um, you know, I think Seiko Five is gonna move in a very, very, very different direction. Um, so, I mean, it's a good that's, good opportunity. That's code to speak just... for they're gonna be fucking expensive, guys. All right. <laughs> So let's yeah. just all be prepared for that now because Seiko's but, lost their but goddamn minds. But there's so there are so many <clears throat> models that are just buried that people don't really pay attention to, um, and I think this is a this is a great choice for for that three hundred dollar mark. What's, so between the the G Shock and this, like, what's the size on this there. again? <clears throat> I don't know. It's probably like thirty eight. Let's see. Let's see. Amazon is never right <laughs> on like sizing and stuff. But I think it's 38. This is how we prep. Prep. It says 36.5 case diameter, which is actually really nice. That is actually pretty fucking Ooh, Okay, okay. Catch what you're throwing down. That's a good one. That's a good choice. I'd never seen this before. This is a really cool one. Fuck. Huh. What happened? Kind of want one. Oh, Michael, you gotta, we gotta, we have to purge, man. We yeah. have to be orologically anorexic. No, hold on. What's the one where you vomit? Is it bulimic or anorexic? The, it's bulimic. Okay, we need to be orologically bulimic, Michael. We have to purge. We have to get rid of okay. these of these things that are holding us down. We have to get rid of watches. We have to sell. <laughs> hashtag yeah. oral. Actually, no, I'm not gonna hashtag. That's really no. sensitive. I'm not gonna no. hashtag. That. <laughs> Is that's, my, that's my that's my second pick. What's yours? Cool. What's your so, um, actually, you know, what? I will choose my next pick in response to yours on a commentary on Seiko. Uh, so, the, my next pick is my Diver. Okay. Uh, and it's my most expensive watch at one hundred and twenty dollars. I overtly wanted to have this collection not feature any Seikos because uh, I don't like what's happening with the Seiko watches. In terms of like their quote unquote affordable lines, I don't like what's happening in regards to pricing structures and just sort of how they're positioning themselves and like the clear move that you know most folks can see like the writing in the sky that Seikos are about to become more and more expensive. They're about to maybe pull back on some of the things that people see as main value props uh, in terms of like features and stuff like that. And so I thought to myself, like, okay, like I want, a, I, you have to have a dive watch, like a, a black dial dive watch 
in any watch like collection and however you interpret the black dial dive watch the black dial dive watch is your little black dress you know what i mean yeah um i'll also accept a blue dial dive watch because every for some reason everything is fucking blue watches i think <laughs> um and so i thought i'm like okay what would be like what's my little black dress affordable diver you know and um obviously the skx is there but i didn't want to choose that i don't want to choose that because prices are kind of going up i don't really want to encourage people to get latched on to seiko during the beginning of their watch building sort of uh, journey because it's just um I just think there's more out there in the affordable watch world than the stuff that Seiko is doing. So in response mm-hmm. to that, I'm going to bring up Orient. Uh, Orient we were talking about earlier. It's a brand they've been doing really, really incredible things for 70 years. It's all in-house, in-house movements. They're making everything on their own. So everything's super fucking affordable. I own multiple Orient watches. I own I own uh, uh, two Orient Stars, which is like their like quote unquote nice line. Um, but you're still around the one thousand dollar mark. Uh, obviously, I have the 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 world famous two rogue watch knobs, Orient Christmas Chrono, limited edition Solar Quartz Chronograph. Uh, this movement's not in house. This is a Solar Quartz Chronograph that's probably um from uh, from Hattori. Um, and so I'm like, okay. If I'm talking about Orient as my affordable diver, you got to bring up the Mako. So I chose for my little black dress affordable diver watch, the Orient Mako, uh, Orient Mako 2, the new one, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me send you the, the link here. I will also put into that same block, if you see the Orient Mako and you maybe don't like <clears throat> the way the hands are playing with the markers or whatever, I would encourage you to look at the Orient Ray 2. The Orient Ray 2 um, has like circle markers and there's no like like Arabic numerals on it and like and like you know in those uh, in that sense and so I would almost classify um, and you can send me your fucking hate mail I don't give a shit anymore you, I would classify the Orient Ray 2 as a, as a dress as a dressier dive watch so if you wanted to yeah. watch no I, I think you're you're right on the money there I yeah. think that's why some people kind of uh, <clears throat> don't really go for the mako immediately because mm. the skx is like sportier yeah um but yeah i would say that the makos are are dressier overall well i was thinking the rays were dressier oh okay i think they're i think they're all i think orient divers in general are pretty dressy yeah you actually you this is actually very apt your wedding watch was a gen one mako <laughs> yeah i posted i posted um I posted a shot of the watch and then I did like a screen grab from my wedding video where you could see the watch. Um, oh, that's awesome. And then a lot of, a lot of folks were like, Oh, did you wear it on the, on the NATO? And I'm like, no, I had it on the bracelet, which I sold because I needed money for groceries. Uh, <laughs> so, Keep it real. I remember that. Someone on Reddit bought it. Yeah. It's weird. I feel I, like, I feel like making a post like, in watch exchange like did anybody buy a bracelet <laughs> for an orient mako randomly like dude that guy probably ago? needed that bracelet to like plant evidence or something like that like who just <laughs> fucking wants the orient mako bra- just the bracelet it's really weird <laughs> i need the i need toyota camry tires oh you want to buy a toyota camry no 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 no, no. i just need the tires just All the right. one tire just, just the one tire, one tire. <laughs> 
I need it tonight by 9 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> it's very important. Uh, yeah, but yeah, dress, dressy enough to get married in, I Basically. Suppose. Yeah. So these new, the new Mako 2, uh, they're incredible. 120 bucks. You're getting in a, for 120 bucks, you're getting um, in-house movement. It's part of Orient's new F6 slash F7 caliber line, although this, this one in particular is part of the F6 line. Uh, F6922 uh, in-house movement, hacks, manual winds, uh, 200 meter water resistance, like 41 millimeter, uh, 41 millimeter in diameter. This watch is punching so far and over its fucking weight for what you get in relation to what you pay. Um, most times when people ask about affordable divers, I'll mention this watch, I'll mention your citizen, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, the your, your, your pro master. I'm just kind of getting off of the idea that Seiko is offering the you know standard affordable uh, affordable diver that just for me I think that notion just doesn't make sense anymore. Yeah, um, keeping it within the frames of what constitutes affordable. Uh, those five kx excuse me five kx pieces I think you can get them for around two hundred bucks or so, um, which is not much more. Which is like what eighty bucks or so more than this. But I still like this more based on like um the movement the actual design uh, uh as well you know what i mean um you know the water resistance which like some people really really give a shit about uh so i would put this as my new sort of affordable dive option you know if you wanted something that was mechanical and that you wanted like your little black dress affordable diver watch orient mako 2 definitely definitely check it out good call that's my that's my that's my pick. What's your what's your next loose or tenuous category? Well, well, I guess this is a I guess you know this is a dive watch, and if you want to talk about hate mail, I'm uh, taking a page from your book. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, and I thought this watch would be a really good fit in this little bundle that I'm putting together, and it is just the what is this thing? I actually picked a quartz oh. Invicta Pro Diver. <laughs> I'm so I'm so into it. Yes, I have a Pro Diver. I love it. All right. So I mean, I guess you could go either way because the quartz Invicta Pro Diver is fifty five bucks. Um, I could have picked the automatic and still fallen within this three hundred dollar. I'm not even. Dude, I'm not even at two eighty. Well. <laughs> my picks here i so you know it, I, basically i wanted an invicta pro diver because if, if you're talking about like a little black dress dive watch this counts this totally counts <laughs> i think this really and you know this this mm -hmm. got me thinking i really envy the sort of um blissful ignorance that someone mm -hmm. would be in could you imagine just like getting into watches and then like getting this and having somebody come up to you and be like oh so it's like a rolex homage right and like that those words aren't even in your lexicon yeah at this point there's no so shame just, associated with those words yet right so you get to go <laughs> back and just say like i don't know what you're talking about and you're just and you're just enjoying your watch yeah. um so i this this is a you know i i think these are these are great um 
I think the quartz ones are a little bit closer in look and case shape to like uh like 90s subs for example mm-hmm. i think yours does yours have a ceramic bezel or like at least like a glossy bezel right uh it's just an aluminum, aluminum oh it's shirt. just okay okay cool cool so um so basically uh, also another reason i picked these look how crazy you can get with mods i'm gonna drop this in our chat might be uploading yep i just sent it look at so a lot of people again pick seiko if they want to get into mods i know modding was one of those things that that pulled me in when i was first getting into watches and mm-hmm. seiko is a, of course like top of that discussion but you can do some crazy cool mods with, with wait these are these both invictus or are these both wait what is those are those are both invicta pro divers that's pretty that cool have, actually they've been modded to look like like one the one on the left looks like a benris type one and then the other one is sort of like a weird like there's nothing out there like that but yeah it's got like a what is that it has an elapsed time bezel with a combination 12 hour scale yeah and the, the other one is a 12 hour bezel so you can do fun thing fun stuff with these and at the end you're gonna have a cool modded military style watch with an nh movement inside at low at low risk you paid what 50, so 50 bucks for the watch yeah um i don't know maybe another like 50 or so or 70 yeah. in materials um yeah, I don't get why people don't mod Invictas more, especially the automatic ones. The Invicta Pro Diver that I have has that NH35. It is the most affordable watch with an automatic NH35 that I have ever seen at 70 bucks. 70 yeah. I think I think that's what the movement costs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so if I so the quartz one that I picked is 54 on Amazon now. If you wanted to move to the one that has the ENH movement inside, it's like 80 bucks on Amazon now. Yeah. It's like will go down 80 i think is actually the highest i've seen it in a long time mm. if you keep your eye out for like a good sale or whatever or like something like that like they do they can get pretty low yeah so basically i have i could have added the automatic one instead of the quartz and still been under 300 bucks i think um, it was smart to choose the quartz yeah you know i wish i wish i was I wish I was new to watches sometimes. <laughs> so you could enjoy the, 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 the blissful mirth of just looking at a watch and seeing it for what it is. and Yeah, like having having a, an Orient Mako and just like not knowing what the world is like <laughs> and how terrible think, things can get. <laughs> I think on, a, on an objective level, I would really love to return to a mindset where I just didn't know what the world was like. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> But I, I like I like this this little bundle I put together. Yeah. Um, between the G Shock that that little Seiko Five, um, you know, and 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 the Invicta, I think, um, you know, you can have a ton of fun. So cool. I'm just writing down your choices so I can recap better. All right, my turn. You have one more. I got yeah. one more. I wanted to get outside the box with this uh, with this piece. Um, in regards to, I wanted something that was pretty easy to get. I didn't want something that was, uh, you know, um, a brand people kind of throw around all the time in the affordable spectrum. So Casio, Timex, Orient. Um, I wanted something that was a little bit different 
but that also felt really, really special. And I also overtly chose to not go for like a chronograph because I, I feel like every time one of these collection discussions happens, everyone's like, oh, well, you need, you need a chronograph. You I thought about I mean? that too. I thought about that before picking the Invicta and then I was like, wait, there's a chronograph in the G-Shock, so. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. It's, it's, it felt like digital. That's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and so I didn't want to do a chronograph. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, what is a category of watch that would be really cool that I could put into a starting, like a like a budding watch collection that was from a brand that wasn't really well known, but that was clearly punching above its own weight. And so for my field watch choice, because that was the category I had to choose, I'm like, okay, let's do a field watch. You know what I mean? Uh, I have chosen this. I have shared with Michael a Amazon link for this Bertucci Bertucci uh, 11040DX3. It's a resin case. has these cool green markers on it. Um, this is really cool. It's really fucking cool. 75 bucks. Uh, right now it's at 75 bucks. Bertucci as a brand is something that I think um, I might have mentioned in passing a long time ago uh, as saying like, oh, I don't really know anything about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I had a huge influx of folks reach out and just share knowledge and let me know about the brand. Um, as a brand, it's a small operation. Uh, a large majority of it is based here, or like I, I know a large majority of the assembly is based here in the in the U.S. It's really well known for this kind of particular case shape, which I yeah. believe is patented. Um, but they're really more well known. Um, and just to clarify, this watch does not fall into this category of what they're well known for. They're really well known for quote-unquote affordable titanium watches um yeah it looks like there's a version of this one for 130 yeah yeah so this watch that i'm looking at right now is not titanium because i wanted to keep it under 300 bucks if for some reason you could spend 300 and i don't know 50 bucks or 400 bucks whatever you can get this in um titanium but i like it it's a black resin case it's a black dial it has this sort of military green uh for the markers and the second hand and the, the strap, it comes with is pretty cool as well. I like this watch because it's it's a great size. It's 40 millimeters. And it's also very, I guess, I don't know if fun is the right word, but it's just, it's exactly what it is. Like, I could totally see this being a watch that you could weirdly have as your, like, weekend watch, which I feel odd saying because Bertucci as a brand overtly tries to make, like, really rugged and durable watches that's why everything mm -hmm. they make is either resin or titanium because the whole impetus is light and extremely durable yeah you know um but i don't know this is something that's like super weekendy even if your weekend's on like an atv or fucking like in a lawn chair with a beer on your stomach you know what i'm saying <laughs> Um, sounds like a good time. It sounds like a really good time. One of those things sounds better than the other, and I'll tell you, is the one where I'm not sweating in the mud in like a fucking field somewhere. That doesn't <laughs> sound very nice to me. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this would be fun as a field watch choice that was affordable from a brand that has a, a lot of street cred. Like people, uh, I've seen really, really nice things said um, about this brand. Uh, it's a quartz movement, obviously. Like I said, I think... Uh, you, if you wanted to spend more, you could get something that was titanium with the automatic movements. Um, I think they're Miyotas, uh, you know, when it's in the uh, automatic one. But um, 
But I was just, I've been drawn to this brand and this kind of model in particular, because I don't know why. And Because I normally don't go for black case watches, whether it's like PVD or DCL coating or, no, DLC. D- DCL is the, D- is the Disney Cruise Line. Sorry. <laughs> you can tell what my mind's on right now. Talking talk about beers and relaxing. Oh, my God. I know, dude. Um, so, yeah, that, that was my choice. I wanted to have a field watch that was affordable, that was from a really cool, reputable brand um, that wasn't just another common watch, even though there's nothing wrong with common watches because before I was just saying there's nothing wrong with common watches, but sometimes it's just fun to look for something or to do something that uh, majority of people like aren't really talking about or to take part mm-hmm. in something that a small group of people are kind of enjoying in like a positive way. You know I mean? There's no like aggressive neck beardery. With, some, with something like this, you know? Can we start like an orological terms page on the website? Yeah, dude. We can, put it, we can put an aggressive neck beardery in there. Aggressive neck beardery. Uh, that's a good one. So that's my choice. This 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 uh, this Bertucci. I don't know. I, I, I can't just say Bertucci like a regular person. Bertucci uh, 11040DX3. Um, this resin case. If this... If this model interests you, but you don't like the style or the colors, just just go to Amazon, type in Bertucci, sort by price, low to high. There's a fuck ton of versions, this same price and lower in all different styles. Is um is Mr. Bertucci the guy, the Italian guy that they have in the IT crowd episode? Where Jen pretends oh to speak Italian. Oh my god, I have no idea what that sounds... <laughs> it um, sounds like his name. It sounds like his name. Let me Google it. Oh my god. Uh, uh, <laughs> Italian. Italian for beginners Italian is the episode. Italian for beginners. Oh, Bernatelli. 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 <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So yes. close. That's close. That's close. All out. So, so close. All out. Um, those are my three watch choices. I wanted to, so I have $25 left. Um, I wanted to quickly give a shout out to a display option that I kind of wish I had adopted early on and it might be controversial. I'm sending you a quick link, Michael. Mm. It is a T-bar. It is a jewelry T-bar that I think people most usually associate with like Bracelets, bracelets or yeah. like like necklaces and things like that. However, if you can find a T-bar that's flat on the top, like this one is I shared with you, it's from this brand. I have this by some, some fucking random brand. Orlev? Orlev? Orlev. Orlev. They're just two, <laughs> two cool dudes trying to say this fucking word. O-I-R-L-V. There's Oil. no easy way to say that There's word. There's no easy way to say that. Okay, guys. Um, if you can find the T-bar that's flat on top, it's perfect for watches because they won't slide. You know? Because if you yeah. put a watch on a, on a T-bar that's perfectly uh, round, it's just going to slide because watches are top-heavy at the where, the where the actual like watch mechanism is. So they're always going to slide. Find something flat. I love this because what I have noticed in my watch uh, display, my watch storage, I have watch boxes. I have two watch boxes. And what I don't like is that when I walk into my closet to kind of like choose a watch or to look at my watches, the first thing I see is the box. You know what I mean? That's why yeah. there are so many watch boxes that like go out of their way to look cool and blah, 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 because like 
the first thing you see is the box. The first thing I, I, I don't want to see the watch box first. I want to see my watches first. Now, I know there's many of you who are who are rushing to your computers to send me angry emails uh, telling me the reason the watch box exists and the reason the watch box closes is to keep dust off your off your watches. Well, I, I say to you people, just fucking dust your homes and that really won't be an issue. <laughs> All right. But Kaz, what about the dust? Just fucking vacuum. Idiots. You're put like an air purifier next to your watch. I don't fucking know. Just don't live in filth. How about that? Uh, and, you know, I wish I had gotten one of these very early on. I think it's super, super cool. Yeah, that's unique. I am I am at 300 on the nose. $300 on the nose. Did you, know, you have I, a watch strap, you said? I just added a Blue Shark. NATO, those, those things are 17 bucks. Perfect. On Amazon. And I'm at 291 after like some taxes being calculated. Well, here's the issue: if you're getting this, if you're getting a watch, you need a you need, you need a spring bar tool. I mean, you can use your teeth if you're brave enough. <laughs> I wait. Like, let's see if I can I find a nine, like a nine dollar spring bar tool. I mean, you can, but actually, there's I've seen like a five dollar one. Uh, yeah, there is. I guess. Yeah, here's here's one for four ninety five. I guess I can add this thing and be at three hundred bucks. Oh god, it counts. That's a one use spring bar tool. Yeah, I was gonna say, guys, <laughs> anticipate uh, that spring bar tool just breaking after first use. All right. Oh man. Yeah, I, I guess yeah, that's a good point. I should I should toss in a spring bar tool, and there is one here for four ninety five. So it counts. That is two options for building a watch collection. At or a scotch under. Uh, 300 doll hairs really really cool uh, definitely a lot of fun and like I said at the beginning of the show this is just Michael and mine's options for how to build a watch collection for $300 mine were very personal in that I kind of wish I'd taken this approach when I started collecting uh, because now I just I got a lot of watches I need to get rid of you know what I mean the episode has to happen, Kaz. The fire sale? The fire sale has oh to happen. Oh my god, it's a fire sale. <laughs> I'm joking over here. We will do it soon. We will do the TBWS podcast episode fire sale. Everything must go. It'll be the home shopping network via TBWS. We should do the episode like QVC home. like like like. And here we have a very fine brand watch you'll find let's do the, it on zoom the Whatever. dials are we'll do it on zoom the dial is appropriately uh accoutrement with polish it just bull i've just just blabbering bullshit you know what i mean a handsomely appointed uh, automatic dive watch you know for for guys and gals on the go i think we can do it i think they sell invictus like that they probably do. I think. I think Invicta is a QVC brand. I think so. Uh, but here, let's do. Uh, let me do a quick recap of the show. Uh, I am very proudly wearing this Matthew Humphreys design AGT Black Edition for my wrist check. Uh, surprised to find it again. I didn't rem- remember I had it. Um, super happy to hear you're still enjoying that ProMaster man, that Citizen uh, Eco Drive. More people need to talk about that watch when talking about affordable divers. We all have to get over our bullshit quartz snobbery. In addition to that, thank you for everyone who understood our need to take a break uh, from recording the show last week. Um, that really, really means a lot. Um, and y'all, all you guys are very special to us. 
or just understanding. So thank you. Um, and uh, let us know your choices for how you would choose to build a $300 watch collection. Let the rest of the watch world know that $1,000 to build a watch collection is just fucking... Okay, here, if you want to spend $1,000 on a watch collection, here's what you do. Listen to this episode, spend $300 on the watches or on similar watches like this, take your remaining $700 and just fucking eat it, right? You just, you could just, you could just eat the money or you could bake the money into a cake and throw it out of your fucking balcony, <laughs> like into like oncoming cars. Just bake into like a, just put them, just line a bunt pan, like a bunt pan with 700 single dollar bills. All right, and then you can make like a pound cake in there or whatever, and then when it's done, you can go and just fucking chuck that shit off the side of your back. Like, oh yeah, okay, I now you're, I now you're I spend. gonna start a very dangerous social media <laughs> trend. <laughs> uh, reports coming from around the country of people baking money into into uh, pound cakes and hurling them off their balconies. Um, the cake, Somebody burns their house down. We the, get in trouble. The streets are riddled with cake bits and money. You know telling you man but yeah that's also another way for you to spend thousand dollars on a fucking watch collection spend three hundred dollars on watches and then just fucking burn the other 700 uh, remaining dollars <laughs> but um very cool choices michael chose the uh g-shock gw 6900-1 the seiko snx 573k i guess that wrote 3k mm -hmm. um yeah. and then the invicta pro diver quartz in addition to that you threw in a blue was it a blue shark you said blue shark Nano? yeah Blue Shark NATO and that um, $4 spring tool. Uh, my choices, I had to pull up my spreadsheet because I already forgot them. My choices were um, not necessarily this particular Raketa, because please, guys, let me fucking buy it first before you buy all of them. But the uh, Raketa uh, Rose of the Wind, Wind Rose, doesn't, doesn't matter. But more generally, the idea of a nice dress watch that also has X Factor, look into vintage Raketas, uh, cross reference anything you see on eBay. With anything on USSRtime.info, USSRtime.info is a facsimile website that was created based off of uh, another website also called USSR Time that was being uh, that was cataloging a collection of a particular collector named Mark Gordon, who's probably one of the more well-known and prolific watch collectors in Soviet watches. However, he sadly uh, passed away uh, probably about a year or so ago now. And after that, the old website went down, but then some intrepid folk on the Watch You Seek uh, uh, forum, they were able to recover, um, I think, a, either the entire website or a majority of it, and they created a facsimile website. So that's probably the one of the best visual references that I tell people when you're trying to figure out if a Soviet listing, a Soviet watch listing on eBay is authentic or if it's been frankened, check USSR time, uh, dot info. Um, that's the best advice I can offer. So yeah, uh, in addition to that, in addition to that, my second choice for an affordable diver was the Orient Mako 2 or the Orient Ray 2. Um, and then for a really cool, uh, uh, out of the box field watch with some kind of fun flair that was maybe something a bit different, check out these, um, these Bertucci pieces. The, the piece in particular that I chose was the, uh, I was fucking forget, uh, the Bertucci 11040 DX3. Really cool green color. I like it. It has like a military field watch sort of vibe. The crown's offset at four o'clock. Really unique case shape. Um, and then I also threw this T-bar as a display option in there. This fucking or, or live, or live, <laughs> or oral. Who names these fucking things? It, 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 it's fine. I'm I'm at three hundred bucks on the nose. You're at just under three hundred bucks. 
Um, let us know your thoughts on our picks. Let us know your thoughts on your picks. And uh, fuck, is that it, dude? I think that's it. All right. Is Good episode. Is that sad time? In the spirit of TBWS. In the spirit of TBWS. Now it's twenty five percent more rambling. Here, let's do. <laughs> it's like a can of can of stewed tomatoes. Now it's twenty five percent more bullshit. Um, <laughs> let's do this. Let's close it out. Let's let's say goodbye to the nice people. Is that sad time, Michael? Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike, and this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs, except no substitutes. Mm-hmm.